Good morning and welcome to Emmett Audio, episode 143. I actually checked this time. So, today is a wooden spoon geek out and I want to talk about stretching, which is so important when you're carving. And it's appropriate now because I just got back from a weekend of carving at the Spoonosaurus gathering and my hands are feeling it. So, stretching is one of those things where if you are only doing it in reaction to pain, you're almost too late. It's very important to stretch before, during, and after your spoon carving. And even during the rest of the day, I know I find that my hand will start curling into a fist if it's been overworked over the course of the day as the muscles tighten up. So it's important to keep that hand nice and limber and loose. There's also a point it's worth acknowledging beyond which... Um, uh, stretching isn't going to help you as much as icing. So it might be that if, if the muscles and, and, and tissues are really inflamed, that you really should be icing instead of stretching or, or both. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about massaging as well. So the thing that everybody thinks about is the hand, right? Your hands um, are, are what hurts on most people from spoon carving. And it's really both your hands because when you're doing pull cuts towards yourself, it's all coming from your knife hand. But when you're doing hand squeeze cuts away from yourself, that power is all coming from your off hand, the hand holding the spoon. And so both hands are getting worked. So you want to make sure you stretch both hands. The most helpful stretch for me is when you stick your arm out in front of you and as though you're going to go push a door open and then you reach and you you grab your fingers and you pull them back gently until you feel that stretch. Now, I also do uh, an alternate where I do my thumb individually and then my finger, my forefinger individually and then my forefinger and my middle finger together and then shift to my middle finger and my ring finger and then my ring finger and my pinky finger. Now, notice that Instead of doing each finger individually, I'm basically doing them in pairs. I do do my forefinger first. But I find by doing them in pairs, I'm actually getting uh, a better stretch on the muscle groups that are, that are being uh, impinged upon or that are being used and tightening up. So uh, that's just something I learned a long time ago and, and worth trying out is, is not just pulling back on all your fingers at once and not just doing your fingers individually, but to pull back on your fingers as pairs, sort of walking them down in the different pair options. Now, I don't find it helpful to do the opposite stretch where you sort of uh, put your fingers down and push forward um, so that you're stretching the top side of your hand. But um, I could see how, depending on what type of hook knife you're using, you might find that very helpful. Um, because different hook knives engage at different angles, and some hook knives require that you really open your hand up in an uncomfortable way in order for the edge to engage. And if you're using a hook knife like that, it's probable that it would really help you to stretch the top of your hand. For me, it doesn't help. Um, now, I also find it helpful to massage my forearm with the fingers of the other hand, obviously. And that's just as simple as just squeezing my forearm. And you can feel the connection points where the muscle connects to, you know, a, a joint, essentially. 
those are the areas that will often do the most good of rubbing. And so instead of focusing on sort of the center of the muscle, although by all means focus on the center of the muscle, if you can focus on where the muscle fibers come in and connect at a joint and squeeze sort of just before they connect, those are the places that will often feel the best and you'll get the most value from squeezing. Um, you do, you know, it can be a little silly to squeeze your own hand if you're, squeeze your own arm with your hand if your hands are tired because then you're exerting your hands. So to some extent, it, it, it only makes sense to some extent. The other stretching that I find really helpful, uh, if I've been doing a lot of axing and the back of my arm that's holding the axe is is sore or tight, it doesn't you don't feel it necessarily the same way. But um, in that it's not like your hand where your hand is cramping up, but it really helps to do it is to stick your elbow up in the air and reach back towards your shoulder blades and really push that elbow back. It might be possible for you to reach up with the other hand behind your back and grab your fingers, but if you're a little less flexible like me, you might find that difficult. That's fine. You don't need to do that. You can just reach up with that elbow and you'll feel the back of your arm being stretched, that muscle running along the back of your arm. I'm not a, I've never taken anatomy and physiology, so I don't know what it's called. Um, and let's see, there was one other thing I wanted to mention. Oh yeah, which is just posture. I know I am guilty of this quite a lot of the time, but I think when we carve, we tend to slump over and crane our heads forward. And so anything you can do to stop and stretch your neck, roll your neck out, and also watch your posture. Sit at the edge of your chair so that you're not as likely to slump your back or stand while you're carving or sit cross-legged on the floor. All of those things will help your back remain straight and in the long run will be much better for you than sitting back in a chair and letting your spine curve. That's it. Thanks for listening. Try this stuff out. I do it every day. I don't do it, um, I don't have like a regimen, but it's just, I, I, as I'm carving, I'm listening to my body, and I do all of these things each day at different points just to help ease things out. So hope that helps, guys. Thanks for listening.